Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Podcast starts now. What's up, everybody? You are listening to Stradio Lab, and uh, you're doing the right thing. Yeah, thank you for taking care of yourself. <laughs> thank you for supporting us is self-care. It's self-love. It's self-respect. Yeah, it's a more Christian form of self-care because by supporting someone else, you're supporting yourself. Yeah, and if you're listening to this... So maybe decolonize and try supporting a podcaster when you're looking for self-care tips. <laughs> Um, Sam, we have to address the fact that we are, I would say, on the brink of collapse. <laughs> I think we and should. I know you hate addressing things like this, but that's why you have to do it. Okay. I'm not that afraid to address the fact that we're on the brink. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we are on the brink of collapse. Uh, would you like to sort of explain why? We are kind of in this... We are kind of in this week where we accidentally planned about a month's worth of things in one week that we're all that we're doing together. Mm -hmm. So we just had our New York Comedy Festival show last night. Today, I personally had a full day of work. <laughs> and then we are recording now and then have a 10 p.m. It is now 8 p.m. on a Thursday. We have a 10 p.m. show that we are doing after this. A 10 p.m. live show at a venue. <laughs> Then we are coming back and leaving for Los Angeles tomorrow. Yeah. Where we are doing two shows in a row and then three recordings in a row. And then I very intelligently didn't take off of work. So I'm going to have to wake up at 5 a.m. and do New York hours at my job before each show and each recording. 
And then I'm coming back to New York City and my mom is arriving for Thanksgiving two days later and staying with me. <laughs> I thought the whole thing was that she was getting a hotel. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. She lied about wanting to stay in a hotel so she would manipulate me into actually asking her to stay with me. And so what happened was she said, you know what, it's fine, I'll stay at a hotel. And then I said, oh, you know, I can recommend one. She was like, how dare you? <laughs> and so now she's staying with me for almost a full week. Wow. Well, that's... um insane yeah i mean how do you how do you how do you deal with the pressure i actually i actually don't know i think i might uh, i think I, I might collapse at any given point to be honest and actually i think it might happen at tonight's 10 p.m show yeah I think I at some point possible. i will run out of things to say and 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 start kind of doing it'll be one of those viral videos where it, rather than comedian destroys heckler it'll be like comedian destroys random person in the audience <laughs> our guest who who is not allowed to speak says that her apartment is empty during that time and it's very mom friendly and correctly then guesses that she would be offended if I suggested that. <laughs> wow. Do, would you ever house your parents in your apartment? I've housed my um, uncle. I've housed my dad, uh, but not for like two weeks at a time. Like how long is your mom here? No, no, it's not two weeks. It's like, I mean, it's she's, she's staying with me for a few days. Then my dad is coming. Then they are staying at a hotel. And then he's leaving and she's coming back to me. It's very Greek mom kind of energy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually do feel like now more than ever, we are at the risk of like truly running out of things to talk about in a way that... Um... <laughs> no, no, we can't go there. I actually do <laughs> we... have something we have to talk about. What? Okay, so... We have never addressed the fact that the other night when we were with our friend Max and walking in Williamsburg, someone from their stoop said, fuck off. <laughs> and then we were like, what? And he said, fuck off. And then Max said, why? And he said, because I just said so. Fuck off. Um, yeah, this was we had a, an amazing night, um, you know, a sort of a and, that, you know, I know you don't like when I say this, but it just uh, really was such a gay guy's night. You oh know what I mean? God. It was you just like, so insecure about being a gay guy. No, I love it. I think it's beautiful. I just think it was like, you know, it was like four gay guys like out in Williamsburg, like yeah. eating sushi and like screaming about come into the like ether. Right. And so then it was we're walking, we're literally yelling. I believe the conversation we were having as we were passing this man. Well, directly before passing this man, I was talking about this theory I have that I can't wear a jock strap because it um, chafes my asshole. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we were like, that's not where the asshole is. And I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what happens is the jeans chafe my asshole. Right. And then and then you wouldn't believe us that that's not where the asshole is. So then you said that you were going to design an experiment where you had 10,000 gay guys wear jock straps and then tested whether their buttholes are chafed. Well, no, I was going to put lipstick on their buttholes and we would see if there was lipstick on the jeans. Oh, you wanted to see if the butthole could potentially touch the, the strap. Exactly. I see. Okay, well, I mean, at least you're using the scientific method. Well, yeah, I'm not an idiot, of course. Well, according to this guy who told us to fuck off, you're barely <laughs> worthy of acknowledging. So, yeah, essentially we were then um, talking about how the restaurants in this on this street looked bad and empty. And then this man sitting on the stoop yelled at us to fuck off. And so our theories were like either he owned the restaurant, which you disagreed with. I disagree with most of the theories, actually. Okay. I think very instantly we were, you know, 
trying to spin a narrative, I could feel. Yeah. Well, we tell ourselves stories in order to. We tell ourselves stories live. in order to live, um, in order to walk to Metropolitan. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really just started to feel like, you know, the odds that he is the owner of the restaurant right. and is disgruntled and like yeah. happens to be outside and like takes this very personally. It was sort of like, yeah, I mean, I you could. Like my message to anyone that believes that go out there and you write that story. Yeah. Like that is so powerful. I I think you're pointing to something so, um, so smart, which is that much like people tried to explain away, let's say the election of Donald Trump, we were like, we saw someone being kind of antisocial in the sense that he was yelling at four strangers. And we were like, well, he has to have a reason, (laughs) you know, we were like, maybe it's economic um, anxiety. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We were like, well, this is based in, you know, politics in some way. Yeah. Um, And then it was like, no, I think he was just like a kind of drunk guy sitting on a stoop, like being pissed off about nothing. And I will say this importantly, which we haven't mentioned. He had a gay voice. He was gay. So this wasn't a homophobic. (laughs) What? Do you disagree? No, I. (laughs) But it's now occurring to me that the listeners are probably like, oh, he was he saw four gay guys and he wanted to like be you know he he was like yelling at them no 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 it was internalized homophobia <laughs> well i just think it's funny again we're making assumptions about this man like sam even in he the was moment, gay he you think he had gay voice i would have never called it gay voice what do you think he, he just had an accent he just had voice i just heard voice i heard a beautiful he voice. was very voicey you know he should write a, a book of essays <laughs> So I mean, he he was definitely sassy. There was definitely attitude there. Yes, he was sassy, and 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 I guess anyone can be sassy. Yes, that's not gendered or sexualized, and it's not on me. Maybe he identifies as queer, but hasn't defined it as gay. Maybe he's straight, and maybe but, he's bisexual, but has a girlfriend. Maybe he's bisexual, but has a boyfriend. Whoa! See, anything's possible, and <laughs> again, I mean, we don't know anything about this man, and yet yeah. we're desperate. Um, to sort of make sense of what was just a random moment. There's even a sense where I'm like, D- was he even real? Did we no, make him up? Here's you what know? I think, actually. I actually think we're thinking about this the wrong way in that we think of ourselves as the main characters. And we were like, who is this rando telling us to fuck off? I actually think he's the main character. He was having he was having like a kind of HBO girls when Hannah's at the beach with the sandwich moment. And then suddenly here come these four annoying screeching gay guys yelling about putting lipstick on buttholes and he's like excuse me i'm going through a breakup so you're saying that we are the like under five in his exactly we are getting paid day rates we answered an ad we're not we're unwrapped we're unwrapped our our our, the characters names are gay guy one two three literally yes exactly yeah wow i mean (laughs) i just think that's crazy and it's hard, you know, it's hard to believe that. You just don't because- think that's... Okay, you are kind of rejecting every... So you just, like, reject any kind of narrative. <laughs> I, no, no, you're not You're not letting me finish. I'm okay. not rejecting any kind of narrative. I just think we were four yeah. gay guys yeah. walking down the street. You know what else there's four of? Girls. The Sex and the City girls. Oh, and the girls' girls and the HBO's girls. Okay, so I'm pretty you, sure if there's oh, so four we're people the main doing something, we're the main character. Okay, <laughs> okay. 
I'm pretty sure if there's four people doing something, that's the story. Okay, you know what? You're absolutely right. Not to mention the fact that we each, one of us was each of the girls. Yes, one of us is each of the girls. And also the fact that we were having a conversation about putting lipstick on a butthole <laughs> is very, that is very sex in the city. Like, that, that's, that's something that isn't like improvised dialogue. That was written and edited. That was, I mean, the network saw those lines and yeah. they like had notes for them. And they, but they loved it. They loved the direction, but they had notes. Right. Okay. I mean, I guess I believe you. So maybe he was the day, he was like guy on stoop. He didn't have a name. He didn't have a name. And no. I bet he uh, improvised his like fourth fuck you. Whoa. Yeah. I bet there were only three in the script. And that's why he's going places because I actually <laughs> think he's kind of like, um, you know, he's, he's kind of like one of those, uh, small roles that you think is not going to be anything, but then years later there are gifts mm -hmm. and people are sharing, you know, me when I'm, you know, when I see X, Y, Z. And then it's like that guy being like, fuck off. <laughs> you know what it is? It's, um, it, he's kind of giving me like, uh, Melissa McCarthy in Charlie's angels. One. He is absolutely Melissa McCarthy in it up. <laughs> Cause it's like, yeah, it's just a little bit part that he got, but like he's eating and yeah. like people are going to take notice. No, he's in his kind of in, you know, it's like Catherine Hahn before she got the big roles. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Well, I mean, I should we bring in our guest now. I think we have to bring in our guest. And, you know, I want to say we are so excited to have this guest on. Truly. This is um, huge for us. And often we lie about that, but, uh, but yeah. this time we're actually telling the truth. Where are we? So. And and the thing with this guest, you know, she is someone who is known for being intelligent, and we wanted to see, but can she also be stupid? And that's why we invited, we invited her on this podcast. So without further ado, Sam, do the honors. Please welcome to the pod, Gia Tolentino. I think I'm known for also being stupid, though. Okay. Mm, okay, fact-checking. Like, I was speaking at Sarah Lawrence yesterday, and these, like... Okay, I'm sorry, Gia, already I'm speaking at Sarah Lawrence? <laughs> No, but like someone was like, why Public did your, intellectual someone alert. was like, why did you like, why do you think your book? Because I mean, I, I like I still am like kind of horrified slash like crushed slash um, like in disbelief at the, the, the fact that like my book actually sold. And someone was like, why do you think it sold so much? And I was like, well, unfortunately, the cover is good on Instagram. People like to um, people are interested in the lives of young women who are you know, quote unquote, good at the internet and then be like, I'm kind of stupid, you know, like, I think I, um, oh, I see. Like, so you're, I, you're, you know, flip. like my brain is, is, is so, is so obviously damaged that I think it, it's, um, approachable, but, but, but thank you for calling me smart. Can I ask questions about the butthole thing? Oh, please. Yeah, please. And actually, yeah. thank you for addressing it. And not thank you for addressing this. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a great idea. But I, I, I feel like there's no way the <laughs> lipstick would get on the jockstrap unless I'm fundamentally misunderstanding what a jockstrap is. It's like a chap. No, oh, yeah. okay. So, so, yeah, so you are chaps, in, right? It's a chap situation. Yeah, you are correct. And you are it's correct. And you are not fundamentally misunderstanding. <laughs> no, 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 no. That okay, is a debate no, listen, that was happening. No, you're missing the point. Okay. No. The, but Sam, you thought that your butthole would get on like the, the, the butt, the like cupping your below your cheeks Sam, no, yes. no that's Sam not was like thought. I keep that's where, not when I wear it. okay I'm go, being go silenced ahead. okay you thought it would get on like the crotch part I thought it would get on the jeans I thought your asshole because there's no butt part in the jock strap oh. your asshole touches the oh, jeans yeah. and chafes on the jean on the denim okay but Gia okay I guess maybe, maybe I just have a bodacious booty but <laughs> I I don't think if I were to sit down not wearing <laughs> that anything the asshole on my butt my actual hole the jean 
Yeah. I'm like trying to locate my asshole in my seat right now. I know, same. I think if I wasn't wearing, I'm wearing underwear, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Are you, are y'all's assholes touching your, your pants? Mine is absolutely not. Really? Yeah. I don't have a great booty, so I, I envy you. <laughs> I would have said in in a previous life, maybe a, maybe two years ago, before I had done this experiment for myself, oh, you, I would have did said, yeah, it? of course. I'm telling you. Well, he wore a jock strap. He didn't do the lipstick. To be clear, my asshole was chafed from. Tra- oh, okay, okay, gotcha. <laughs> and you were doing the lipstick no, thing to I'm prove done. it, like you're gonna do like it's like a bounty exactly. bounty commercial yes. where you see the yes. print or whatever. <laughs> yes. No, my asshole, I wore a jockstrap with jeans and like trying to be like sexy and my asshole hurt afterwards. And I think it was because it was chafing on the jeans. Trying to be sexy. So like, like just like a sexy surprise for yourself or is that like to take off your jeans and be like, ooh, I'm just wearing a jockstrap. A little bit of both. A little bit of like, ooh, I'm being bad. And also, you know, often Gia in these kinds of nights, you end up somewhere where everyone takes off their pants. Sure, sure. And all the better to have. But are jock straps like aren't jock straps typically like kind of utilitarian looking, or are they also like fashion? They well, that's like the thing. Like are like are there like are you talking about like a harness situation, or are we talking like CVS like medical jock strap? You know that. Okay. okay yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So Sam's sexuality generally is like, it's like what if a smelly straight guy at the gym were gay was the hottest <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah yeah i love that yeah i love that for you oh yeah actually you know what i'm totally seeing it i'm totally seeing it and i love it yeah yeah right it's like you have to like literally there are like locker room themed bars yeah. you know yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's cool. like that's sort of the the vibe i told you guys i was tragically straight this is why i don't know about i don't know no i love this um, it's like for instance honest. gia you know yeah. the other week our friends i think neither of us actually went but they're there's jockstrap night at the Eagle where everyone wears a oh, jockstrap. And that's like part of the... And is it like standard issue jockstrap or... Um, well, you can have... There's no there's no rule. I think you can no have rule. fun but with like, it. But like what's the majority? You know what I mean? What's the... The majority is not like some fancy expense. It's like... it's just, Yeah, the majority is like right, right, right. basic. Yeah. And it's almost like fetishizing. Right. It's, like again, harkening it's like back fetishizing to the like gym, locker room like culture. High school, yeah, exactly. Whatever. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love it. Yeah, it's yeah. very... Very 90s. Can I also tell you guys a quick story related to that intro? Please. I would love so that. So when I was in the Peace Corps in 2010, I was like, I had just, well, Sam, we have to talk about this. We went to college together. Although when did you, I literally, I have a question for you and I didn't look up, I could have looked up the answer, but I, I wanted you to tell me and me remember this in real time. But when did you graduate? 2011. Okay. So we we're two years apart. So I did the Peace Corps right after UVA and I had thought about getting an MFA after UVA but one of my professors there like god bless I was like I think I could maybe write something good and and so should I go to an MFA to see and he was like why don't you just try to write something good first and then if you actually can you can go to the MFA to like write more of it and I was like honestly great advice iconic advice so I so I went to the Peace Corps and I was like okay but I still want to write like I still found myself writing in my free time so I was like okay I'm gonna just try to write a novel something that I can complete that's my goal and I was like, okay, here's my idea. I've always been into sort of like a capsule. Like I've always wanted to write something like a, a script or something, but then it was a novel that takes place with an extremely like closed amount of time. Like I just rewatched Force Majeure, like that kind of vibe. 
like yes. perfect movie, right? Totally. Like just one thing happens and then it just spirals over 48 yeah. hours. So it's like, okay, I'm gonna write a novel about four best friends who have just graduated from college and they're walking along like the Hudson River one day and they see a plane crash in the early morning and it's the rest of that day. And the tentative title for my novel was Girls. And <laughs> oh my God. And so I was like in the, alone in the middle of nowhere, like internet, the next internet place where I can get internet is like, a two hour bus ride away or an hour long bus ride away. So I'm really in the middle of nowhere writing this novel. I was dating this guy who also went to UVA actually on our related to our topic. Um, he was in Houston. He was in grad school in Houston. And so I could only like see him if I took a five hour bus to the capital city and got on Skype at an internet cafe, like extremely 2010. Like I was in, in the middle of nowhere. I did on Halloween actually. And I disguised myself as a high school student because I was grounded because that's a thing that can happen in Peace Corps and so I was like if I if someone sees me in the Capitol I'll get kicked out which I had almost been kicked out a bunch of times and so I was like in this like elaborate disguise and it was like kind of cool because I was well, speaking of the sort of high school you know the excitement of um you know doing high school drag like I was mm -hmm. in this to me fairly exotic like uh, you know I'm just like a like a Kyrgyz schoolgirl and you know I was in and it was also my Halloween costume and I was internet I was in an internet cafe and I was Skyping him and my laptop was in my backpack like underneath me and it got stolen and with it my first novel called Girls. <laughs> no. Isn't that oh so my funny? God. I mean it wasn't funny then but it to me now is yeah. so funny. <laughs> and then Lena Dunham found it <laughs> and did a stole few, it yeah like exactly. did like a few edits she, she was like okay instead of a crash plane out, but... yeah yeah she yeah. was like instead of a plane crash she drinks a dr she drinks a tea yeah yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. instead of and like over the pilot. day they like go to <laughs> yeah. bushwick yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but isn't that yeah it's what could i mean been, that's actually know? insane i know <laughs> Truly. wow so for us the equivalent of the plane crash was the guy telling us to fuck off yeah that's so, I mean, I, I'm not, I might have missed some key details of that story. I was extremely soothed by um, your your intro just there. But I, I feel like that's a really interesting conversation. And if someone walked by me on the street discussing, um, I would be I, like, I would, I would weigh in, you know, I would want to weigh <laughs> right. in, not tell, yeah. not yell at you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he was clearly not to make more narrative around him, but he was afraid of learning more. He uh, yeah. he was overwhelmed by knowledge. He was he was simply afraid. Yeah. Of putting lipstick on a butthole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wait, Sam, did yeah. you answer if your butthole is touching your pants? Oh, wait, no, we've already answered it. It It is because it chafed. Because it chafed. I mean, yeah. this is. I'm literally like people. Everyone weigh wait. In. Hold on. I think yeah, yeah. I think people's buttholes will chafe on denim. Unless they have strong buttholes. Not if you've got the cheeks, you know? Not if you've really <laughs> right, got, the, got the, cheeks. the cheeks. And so what I want to say, the reason why Sam wanted to use the scientific method is because we were like, okay, you did this once and your butt happened to chafe. So maybe it just was something else that, that made it chafe that one 100%. time. And it wasn't causation 100%. versus, you know what I mean? You would have so to do it probably a hundred times. A hundred times. And I mean, out of you would, yeah. I mean, you know? <laughs> by that point, you know, you need institutional funding. Yeah, you exactly. Need, Double you know. blind, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you need a grant, really. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. and of course, we know how the grant, you know, that kind of grant uh, application process can be so hard and it can take years. And the politics. I'm imagining sort of a patent application with the diagram. Exactly. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 The experimental design. Yeah. Um, Gia, I have a question. What were the names of your characters in Gia Tolentino's Girls? I would love to know. 
you know what? I don't even remember because the whole fucking thing was stolen. Like it in a way that this story is actually like one of the reasons that I like maybe decided to try to become a writer, which was not a an ambition that I had prior to that because it seemed unrealistic or it like does still seem a little unrealistic. But um, I don't fucking remember because like a I was completely insane the entire time I was in Peace Corps. And also like it was gone. Like it's you know, I, I worked like it, it was just gone, you know, I, I had no backup. And so like, I remember that one of them was a teacher because one of the girls it was based on was a teacher, you know, like, I, <laughs> like it was really closely based on three of my um, close friends at UVA or like my, um, I don't fucking remember. Damn. And it was a full novel draft. It was like 120 pages, you know, so pre- okay. as pretty far for, you know, when you're that yeah, age, Yeah, that's pretty right? far. Yeah. Um, yeah no, wow. Wait, okay. Damn. Sam, I've been trying to think. Okay, so as we know, we went to school together, and I and yeah. we I knew about you, and I and we met because you were in that improv group, right? Yeah, with yeah. my ex boyfriend who I dated <laughs> wow. for all of college. You dated him all of college? That is crazy, Sam. Like he, <laughs> like I have lived with a man with the exception of maybe nine months in my entire life, more or less nonstop since I was 16. Like that's when I, that's what I mean when I say I'm tragically straight. Like I've lived with a man in my house. Like <laughs> not just like it, like in my, like it's, I, I really think I, I should have not done that in college, but somehow I did. Um, and not like I, I had male roommates, but this was like, he was in my room for three years, you know? I had no idea. I, yeah, that is and, but, so but much. you know what? So he started that group. What is the name of it? I've been trying to remember it. The improv group was called Amuse-Bouche. Amuse-Bouche. Oh, my Sashir. God. With Sashir, <laughs> right? With yeah. Sashir. And didn't, and didn't he Natasha start it? Be, oh, Natasha. Yeah. Oh, I just yeah. saw her this. Oh, she's. That's right. Because I don't want to cast aspersions on, on this man who I... I truly, truly loved, you know, from ages 17 to 20 or whatever. But um, I think he started it because he kept not getting into the Weathermen, which is the group that all of my roommates were in. And so, oh, my God, you were torn between two worlds. In retrospect, I was like at the linchpin of what I now also in retrospect recognize to be like quite a tense domestic situation. Um, I mean, the the beef between Amuzbush and the Weathermen was so strong. Was it really it was, real? Oh my god! It would be like did you like, guys like go like, to each other's shows, but pretend like pretend that you were supportive, but also, or, or would you just like do a sort of what like? No, we would try. Or? We tried to like we tried to like work together. We tried like I remember like trying to like you did like a double up, maybe show like once. throw group parties or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it was always like. I mean, we were always interpreting them as like miffing us and like thinking they're better than us because they were more popular, of course. But um... <laughs> you guys were new. Is Amuzbush still going? I think they are. I think cool. they are. George, is this thrilling for you hearing about um, UVA improv? Rivalries? Well, it's funny. It's funny because it's funny because this has come up before. Oh, really? I mean, it has come up when we had Sashir on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. funny. Everyone from Sam's past, it's always something like when we had Jeremy O'Harris on, Jeremy and Sam went to high school together and Jeremy bullied Sam oh, in high school. Okay. And they had like okay. a come to Jesus moment where Jeremy, to his credit, fully apologized to Sam on air for bullying him in high school. It's really nice. Yeah, it was actually very I'm sweet. I'm so glad you had that moment. I yeah, wish I had bullied fun. you so that 
we, I, can I know I've been saved yet. If you want to apologize for anything now. Yeah, no, <laughs> I was trying to, I was like, okay, what like minor slight can I bring up and we can like really get into? And then it's like, mm, there actually is not really one. like it was, we were kind of ships, ships in the night. I feel I was also like, um, you met me. I was like so timid and quiet then. I was like, definitely like, well, like I was UVA afraid is of also such a straight school. It's yeah. why I went there. <laughs> I was like, my odds of getting a cute boyfriend yeah. will be much higher here than in many other yeah. places. Well, Gia was like, as long as there's no gays there. Sign <laughs> <me>. <laughs> yeah, I was so homophobic. I was like, I need to minimize. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you still are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Famously. <laughs> famously. Um, okay. Gia, because we're like already getting kind of into the topic, I want to do, I want to get our little segment out of the way and then I want to dive right in Let's to what it. we're here to talk about. Also, you have a 10 o'clock um, show to make, so chop <laughs> I know. I'm literally going to have to like get in an Uber instantly after finishing yeah. this. No, it's going to be great. Yeah. It's going to be great. Um, they told us there was pizza there, so nice. that's good enough for me. Nice. <laughs> it's going to be really good pizza. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm sure. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We are both dealing with such different issues in our day-to-day lives. You have a full-time job in Los Angeles. You've had to uproot your home. You've had to, you have to figure out work-life balance. Meanwhile, I am a freelancer in New York City. How do I fit it all in one day? How do I create my own schedule? What am I, some boss lady in a film? You know, it's so hard. You have to be boss and employee. But you know what? We can't keep these things bottled up. You know, we need to let them out. That's right. People all carry around different stressors, both big and small. And when you bottle them up, it can start to affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I'll tell you something. Therapy in the past for me has been just a place where once a week I can tell someone what I'm thinking of in a safe and enclosed space where no one can enter and ask me to send an email because it is my time and it is my time for therapy. And everyone deserves that in all across this great nation. Yeah. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and hey, suited for your schedule. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Stradio today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Stradio. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Um, okay, Gia, our first segment is called Straight Shooters. And in this segment, we test your familiarity with and complicity in straight culture by asking you a series of rapid fire, completely nonsensical questions where you have to pick one thing or another thing. And the one rule is you can't ask any follow up questions about how the game works. And if you even dare to do so, you will be kicked out of the Zoom at once. Yeah, it'll be Peace Corps style. We'll, we'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so put your little put teenage outfit on and get ready. I'm trapped in. You have to say um, that right, because Sam? you have to stop people from immediately asking the, the question of like, it's how do always, I get Yeah, there? well, it's now people have kind of caught on yeah, and, yeah. and no one does I've, it anymore. I've listened but to about in, it, the, but yeah. in the beginning, it was very much like part of the joke was people kept asking questions and we kept getting mm-hmm. mad at them. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. I'm strapped in. Okay, great. Okay, Gia, the fall of Twitter or the rise of Gru? <laughs> um, the rise of Gru. <laughs> okay, Gia. The New Yorker Radio Hour or the one and only Al Roker's Incredible Staying Power? Oh my God! <laughs> I like not to be dis- okay. I, I guess I have to say the New Yorker Radio Hour because I work there. <laughs> um, okay, being above average or watching below deck? Mm. Being above average. Mm-hmm. Okay, donating to a cause or living for the applause? Living for the applause. <laughs> Okay, Frankenstein's monster or Frank and Brian's third? <laughs> Frank and Brian's third. <laughs> okay, get him to the Greek or get her a tequila shot. It's Cinco de Mayo, bitch. <laughs> get her a tequila shot. It's Cinco de Mayo, bitch. I love that. Um, figgy pudding or faggy posture? <laughs> um, I don't, I feel like I can't utter even part of a slur, so I'm going to say figgy pudding. <laughs> okay, all right, Gia. Democracy is on the ballot or the autocracy of Alison Roman's shallot? The autocracy of Alison Roman's shallot. Wow. Perfect. Wow. I mean. Incredible. Tens across tens, the board. I answered, tens, 1, I answered based on, on desire, like, which I like. Yeah. At, I could at feel any the heart given point. Yeah. Yeah. I would much prefer an Alison Roman shallot rather than an election where democracy is I'm on so the ballot. I'm so tired of democracy being I on know. the I know. <laughs> I know. I have to say, I really am, we cannot talk about politics, but I am having kind of a crisis where I was always like, democracy is on the ballot is such a, is such bad messaging, like, you to think? appeal to like a, a normal person, but I'm wrong, it seems. I mean, based on these results, I'm like, wow, I really thought I was like so much smarter than everyone. And I was like, no, you can't like, people don't care about like, you know, vague truisms and, and kind of like that kind of like theoretical stuff like they want to know like what's going on with the economy and then it turns out I was wrong you know what my not to get into it but did you guys see that um I voted sticker that's like the monster you know like the the cute Mm -hmm. the Ulster County so that's the county I voted and I got three stickers not to brag um and because my committing voter fraud my kid went twice, like once with me and then once with my partner. And so she got, and then we were like, give that to me. Um, and, <laughs> and turnout in Ulster County was, was sky high. And so 
if everyone had like a meme stock version of the I voted sticker, I honestly think it would boost turnout better than anything. You know, that that's my idea. Yeah. If any political strategists are listening. Yeah. No, it is true that they could do so much with the I voted sticker, even just different kinds of party favors. Oh, yeah. You know, they could kind of I mean, it could be, you know, sponsored by a brand. Yeah. You know, <laughs> lipstick, jock straps. You know, what people have never thought of is making the elections privatized and sponsored by brands. Yeah, I think that's actually a great idea. That's a really good idea. You could get a little T-shirt. Oh, um, yeah. Like a Doritos Locos Talk. It's like election. very like South by Southwest yeah. circa 2014. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah. I mean, it does feel like I. I mean, it feels like you should get something for free afterwards. You do the and, sticker, and that's what I'm well, saying. Well, you do like, get the sticker what... and the pen. Okay, but oh, I don't get a pen. Damn, but but see, if you make the sticker good enough, people will feel like you know. I'm just saying, like everyone needs to have the dumbest possible sticker. Yes, like limited edition drops yeah. where it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. you know, you can only get this at a specific voting booth. It's like the Supreme Metro mm-hmm. cards. That's how I felt, you know. You should get to wow. watch a trailer for a new movie that hasn't come out yet. I completely agree. <laughs> <laughs> because the demographic that's missing from the polls is the film nerd <laughs> demographic. All these movie buffs are refusing to vote. It's true. <laughs> what if you just got like a piece of pizza? That would be cool. The college tactic, I mean, you know, we're inching yeah. ever closer to our topic. Yeah. Inching ever closer. Even just like a little kind of like thing of Dunkin' Donuts and you can get a get a little donut hole. Yeah. You, they like they have the big corporate little ca- carafe, the, the cardboard yeah. carafe. Oh, and a little, that would be amazing. Be lovely. Oh, OK. OK. Yeah. One more thing. They need to step and repeat. I Brilliant. completely agree. Brilliant. <laughs> Imagine if that giant spider had been a huge step and repeat. Oh, it my God. 99.9% turnout. <laughs> I just a step that's actually a actually genius such, idea. It, it's a really good idea because it's actually cheaper. First of all, it's reusable. You just like fo- right. you know roll up the carpet and you can use it again. And then the background is, of course, just a giant piece of paper. Go to Kinko's. Right. You're there. It is cheaper than actually getting a bunch of different things to give and out. And it probably doesn't contravene any sort of like um, whatever FEC whatever. Yeah. 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 It's not partisan. All it will say is like election 2022. Sponsored by Doritos. Sponsored by Doritos. I mean, that's, I have to say, Sam, that is truly genius. genius. And everyone has a phone with a camera. You don't need, like, a photographer there taking photos. Well, they should hire a photographer, to be honest. You're right. Yeah, and it should have the Getty watermark. (laughs) Otherwise, what's the point? Do you guys take, do you guys know about 0.5 selfies? Do you guys take 0.5 selfies? Do you know about this? Is this, like, wide mode or something? It's crazy. So I told you, like, last night I was with all these college students, and they were, like, all taking... They were like, let's take 0.5 selfies. And I was like, yeah, you know, and I had no idea what they were doing. And it's it's you turn your phone. They take it, but it's front facing. So it's like not uh-huh. the typical like I feel like I take, you know, we take selfies. I don't know how old we all so are. So it's ba- it's like the, the, back the camera. front cam. It's the back camera. It's like, yeah, but but and then it goes on 0.5. So you look really tiny. Yes, yes, yes. I have seen this. Yeah, yeah. and they were like, and I was like, oh, is this what you and they were like? Oh, we never take selfies any other way. And I was like, whoa. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Huh. It's kind of fun. You kind of look like those Steve Madden ads yeah, yeah, yeah. where it's, it's like the, the face is like, like smaller. The... Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And it is weirdly flattering because it's so kind of um, weirdly shaped yeah. that you don't actually see any of your actual features. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like fish eye. <laughs> well, it's, yeah. it's a rejection of traditional okay. beauty standards. That's exactly. True. It's a rejection of traditional <laughs> beauty standards. And radical, in that way, really. it is it's radical. radical. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so fish, so okay, so we need a red carpet, a step and repeat. A Gen Z person to tell everyone how to take 0.5 selfies in case you <laughs> exactly. go with a group, right? Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, wow. Well, I think we've saved democracy. I mean, democracy is off the ballot because we yeah. fixed yeah, it. Yeah, democracy is off the ballot because it won. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's get into the topic, actually. Let's do it. So, you know, backstory for those who um, weren't here before the Zoom started, the listeners. <laughs> you know, we we brainstormed something together that um, I think is actually pretty juicy. It's uh, sorority and even Greek life. Yeah, it's one of those topics that you'd think would be like one of our first five episodes, but it just never came up, mm-hmm. and so we've never done it. You know, something I learned in my improv training at the University of Virginia uh-huh. is that you don't always need to think of the weirdest thing. You can just <laughs> yeah. say, what's the most obvious thing, and sort of run with that, because people will want to hear about that. Me and my roommates, um, also, we have matching rat tattoos on our butts, not our buttholes, wow. on our butts, because we had such a terrible rat infestation at our at our home on 14th street that um like at, by the end of it we were insane and just all got matching tattoos I, actually the boys didn't though um but the girls i got matching tattoos with the girls that girls was based on the girls the hbo <laughs> tv show yeah, yeah, yeah. she told you um, marnie shoshana yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um but we would always like like threatened to try out for the weather, like the improv troupe. Like we would always like, when it was time, we were always like, guys, like we're coming. And our roommates would be like, ha ha, like we think you're really funny, you should, you know, but we were like, no, we're gonna, you know? <laughs> like, wow. And they were so, you know, like the fear of God was in their eyes that they would have to just acknowledge in a formal way that we were not like funny the way that they were. <laughs> well, but it's not just that. It's that men are very afraid when women That's true. pursue comedy. That's true, yeah. That's true. A famous, famous trope. Um, so you were in a sorority. Yeah, I was in a, I was in a sorority. Um, <laughs> Which one, if you don't mind me asking? Um, it was called Pi Fi. It was. Um, oh my God, you were a Pi. I was a Pi Fi. We had, we had Pi Fi's where I went. Really? To Where'd you go to college? They were. I went to Stanford, and they were Pi Fi's. There's sor- is, is it a big Greek scene there? No, it's like a medium, gotcha. small Greek scene. I would say, um, but it's it's definitely like. It's definitely so I was in what the co-op scene, which was like where all the like queer people and hipsters were. Yeah. And we were like cooking vegan food together and having like mm-hmm. doing mushrooms. Mm-hmm. And like that was kind of the vibe. And then the straight people who had like secret Republican parents mm-hmm. were all in the fraternities and sororities. So Pi Fi, I feel like was like one of the more Republican ones. Theta was kind of like normie, but cool. Mm-hmm. Triadelt was like lame, literally like, <laughs> literally like, don't even look at her. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and then Kappa was, um, all of them turned out to be gay. Oh, cool. Oh, good And for probably, them. I'm sure they had, I mean, I always think about if I was, and I literally, I mean, I'm not exaggerating when I say always, like I frequently, very, very frequently think about um, if I had been a woman like in, prior to the 1400s if I had been alive I would have absolutely tried to join a nunnery because it's the only way that you could get through life without being like just randomly impregnated every two years from 16 to 36 you know and Mm -hmm. I'm like I would have joined a nunnery and I and I probably would have had tons of great sex with the other nuns you know yeah (laughs) and and also you would have had like time to read oh my god it would have been so peaceful like it it would 100% of yeah I would have had access to books in a way that I never would otherwise but um there were a bunch at UVA I think there were probably like 35 total sororities and frats but like okay, here is I I haven't I honestly haven't thought about something in a really long time. The high fives <laughs> were like it was split between, I would say I mean not like smart 
like wild stoners which was the group Mm -hmm. that i wanted to be a lot like and like was like i i started rush as a joke like i me and my best friend from uva who's still really close we were like let's just rush because we'll get invited to a bunch of parties you know yeah and we did it as a joke and then he dropped out eventually but but then i like got really obsessed with this certain group of girls in pi-fi and then half were kind of bible beady um, you know, like liberal Christians that wore corduroy kind of vibes. And then the, the other cool ones were like Kappa, Kappa and Theta. Theta's, like Kappa's were blonder. Theta's were cokier, I think. Um, then there was Tridel and everyone in Tridel was really hot. And I think those were the four, or no, DG was the one that everyone was really hot. And I think those are the ones that, you know, and I was like, I mean, it's just this like totally gross hierarchical, like I was, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't not cool in high school, but I wasn't like the coolest person. And once it was like, oh, these girls at this thing that everybody perceives as, it was purely just like a a status, like, oh my God, these extremely objectively, universally, you know, within the Greek scene recognized to be cool girls like me, like then I have to do it. And then I, and then I instantly was like, what have I done? You know, and instantly started sending extremely, um, you know, aggressively sarcastic emails being like oh when are we going to show up for the dick sucking contest like you know <laughs> like there, like there were all of these like like oh like what's our theme for you know it was so um it was so stupid it was so stupid so even in the moment you weren't like quite able to like lose yourself in it oh no 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 i never i don't think i ever i went to maybe like four i mean i went to frat parties first year did you sam yeah i went to frat cuz it's like first the year. only place that you can really drink as a first year at uva um, yeah. But then after that, I probably went to like four total my ho- my whole time there. Like I, I don't know why I remained. I like maybe for like it. It sort of quickly morphed into. I mean, it also started as an anthropological interest, like kind of like a proto journalistic. Like I would go through Rush and almost also like to see how well I could bullshit. Like someone would be like, "Oh, you know, where are you from?" And I'd be or like they'd be like, I'm from Boston. I'd be like, oh, my God, I'm from Boston, you know, (laughs) and just see because Rush is like this elaborately choreographed like it's like there's, you know, a hundred girls like planted in these like exact spots that are choreographed to look spontaneous. But and, and then like every two and a half minutes, like someone sets off like an obscure sort of smoke signal and then you rotate, you know, so I knew that every conversation would only last two and a half minutes. And so I would just see how how successfully I could lie, you know? And then, but but wow. then by the end, I was like, I was like desperate for the Pi Fives to like me and then I joined. Wow. I feel like a, a lot of colleges like that where you're like, of course, everything is so artificial. All the different groups are like fake and are going to be disbanded within the span of like right. two to four years. And so part of you is always like, this is bullshit. But then there is that part of you that's like, but I do want community. Yeah. What am I going to do? Not have friends? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the way just college forces everyone to, like, take everything really seriously for some, like, it's it's nice that you and have we, the we foresight. We all went to colleges where people take stuff too seriously, for sure. Yeah. 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 Well, it's funny because I had the opposite. So when I lived in one of these kind of, like, hip co-ops, at some point, these two straight guys came back from being abroad, and rather than being chosen 
like everyone else, we had kind of like chosen each other to live together, but they were kind of placed in that house because that's where there were empty rooms. So suddenly this group of us, of all these people that were like thought of ourselves to be so cool and so hip and like making our stir fries, suddenly there were two like buff straight guys living there. <laughs> and all of us were like, okay, I feel unsafe. <laughs> I'm gonna like, like were they it down was truly for the lives? Like, I no, I mean, they, they were just normal. Like, it wasn't their fault. They, they didn't choose to live there. That just, like, was where they were placed. Gotcha. They should have probably lived in, like, a fraternity or something. Yeah. Like, you know, whatever. They were, like, too, like, athletic. Like, they would, like, play, you know, like, throw a football around in the backyard yeah. or whatever while all of us were, you know, I don't know, <laughs> debating. Um, but, <laughs> but it was truly, like, I remember, like, going up to... Like, even having conversations with, like, the house manager of the RA and being like, well, this simply won't do. What is our plan to get them out? And did they stay? <laughs> no, they were not. There was no plan. I, but so I they mean, did stay. So they did stay. Yeah, sorry. Oh, I, I thought you said, did they stay? No, they, they did stay. Yeah, yeah, they stayed. And did you have any sort of lovely sort of, like, you know... Yeah, was there a little narrative? Was there an arc? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. did kind of start to appreciate them. And to be honest with you, I also found them incredibly... Hot. Right. I'm like, I'm really, I was like, I'm hoping that like, then you started fucking and then. Like... Yeah. You did describe them as muscular and you were sort of painting a picture. And you know what else happened that really changed my mind is that we had this like some kind of, I don't know, Halloween party or costume party or something. And they both showed up in togas. And I was like, all right. You're down to cloud. You can stay. You're down to cloud. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the, my God, the fucking Greek system. I, I owe it like as much as I think it should be completely like you know as a as a methodology of sort of class matching you know like like household wealth and rough attractiveness conventional attractiveness like it, it really just I feel like serves its function as just this almost algorithmic like you know like there were so many well, yeah and there, and also like racist and racialized hierarchy oh yeah they were always like, trying to get me in the brochures you know and I was like <laughs> yeah. no thank you <laughs> you know like me and me and like the three other people that weren't white um but like there were a lot of people from my sorority and my boyfriend's frat that got married. Like it was like, you know, it, it was, they were really kind of evenly matched in the whatever. But, um, mm -hmm. but I met him because actually drama, he was, I met him because he was dating a girl in my sorority. Uh -oh. Drama. She broke wow. up with him. So while you were sending those sarcastic emails, <laughs> you were also keeping your eye out. <laughs> I Okay, I will say I only met him once in college, and I was like, you know, he's cute. And then she broke up with him, and then he was doing grad school in Houston where I was killing time before Peace Corps because I grew up in Houston. And they had broken up like, you know, a, a year ago. And I was like, hello. Oh, they had already broken oh, up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, come on. Oh, I would I never. Thought you were I like... would never. <laughs> um, but there was a guy. There was a guy in his frat who is spellbindingly attractive like he was he was just I mean like I would go speechless around him and um mm -hmm. and guys in the frat I know it happened at least a few times where it's like the guys would always be trying to have threesomes with him being like bro like she really like she really wants to so like I guess we have to I guess we have to fuck <laughs> oh, or whatever God. yeah you know but it was like just this guy you know that they just really wanted a pretense to have sex around you know wow. and I was like it's it was so but, but I, I was like, I, lo I love that for you guys, you know? I mean, we the obvious thing that we need to talk about is um, hazing and, like, the homoeroticism of exactly. frats specifically in, in gay male culture are so... That is, like, porn topic one is, like, frat hazing. And I, like, did not ever do oh, a really? frat 
in oh yeah i didn't do a frat in college well, yeah but it's it like, was like someone what's the thing that you use to spank paddles like, yeah the, the little, little paddle. brands paddle. or the yeah, yeah. 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 there's lots of like ass stuff yeah yeah yeah, it's also exactly. dick and ass stuff. It really is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It really, but it was like I didn't rush a frat, but I was like, well, wait, are they like hooking up? <laughs> like, are they like tugging on their dicks a I little? Know. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Well, because, and they kind of are, right? They are. They are, and like that's the craziest part. Well, so I mean, sometimes it's through something like somebody is really hot and they're like, we got to have a threesome, bro, you know, or like I had a really good friend that was gay that was also in Andrew's frat and he wasn't out through college, but he had a lot of covert hookups that I think were, you know, both, you know, demeaning in the context of them being, you know, ashamed of what they were doing, you know, and he was in a strange place in his own coming out journeys from the South, whatever. But it also sounds incredibly hot, you know, like he would have those things where like yeah. it would be 4 a.m. And, you know, frat bros are so handsy, you know, they are touching each other's yeah. butts all the time, slap each other on the dick like they know, you know, they, they know where it is. Communal bathrooms. Like, <laughs> yeah, where that dick <laughs> <yeah>. is. <laughs> and but like they're just all they're so I mean, I, I think about it. There's a there's a uh, to, to some extent. I mean, this is too complex of a topic to really, uh, but the extent to which it's healthy versus unhealthy, you know, that, that that these men have an outlet for, you know, it would be probably better if they could recognize homoerotic desire in like a normal part of, you know, a part that doesn't have to be sort of institutionally structured in the in the most like, quote unquote, straight way. But I, I think often like my my partner, he is still close. I mean, he's like. He's like a, I mean, he's pretty anomalous for a straight man. I have, I gather the more, the older I get, but him and his, the guys that he's friends with from his frat, like they talk on the phone about their feelings pretty often still, you know? And I'm like, I'm kind of, I'm glad that this, you know, that your stunted ass, like at 18 <laughs> found a structure through which mm -hmm. that you would not through, like through which you would have these relationships that you would in your 30s be getting on the phone being like like totally. like how you doing Trey like you know like you know and I feel like a lot of straight guys don't do that and the the frat it inculcated an almost like a, a girl talk kind of relationship yeah I, I mean I think part of what the point of like hazing rituals and these more um and like the violence of it and everything and getting drunk and doing drugs and whatever is that it's like a way to, it's like the male way to bond so that finally after you've done all of that, you can talk on the phone. Right, 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 exactly. It's right, it's, I mean, there's, I, I'm sure that they would all agree. Hacks is back for season three and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. 
So follow the seven right now. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A. I will say also sorority hazing was amazing because all it was was people being like, you have to chug, you know, this magnum of Boone's farm and here's like a giant bag of weed, you know? Okay, that's crazy that you say that because I remember in college sorority hazing, the things I heard were insane. So oh, one really? thing they, they had to do. Haze. Like the, the, the body stuff? Yeah. Like oh, the body. Really? So there are two things I remember. One is that they had to, I think, uh, if anyone I went to college with is listening, then sorry if this is wrong, but I think it was Kappa. They had to crawl on their hands and knees from one fraternity house to another as part of... Su- and I can't remember like the details of like maybe they were picking up something from each one or like there was some kind... But they were like crawling on their hands and knees on the street from one house to the other for some kind of like scavenger hunt. And then the second thing, and I can't remember where this happened was that they would like the girls would wear underwear and sit on top of like a washing machine and they would circle whatever wherever their fat like jiggled oh my god like wherever they had isn't that insane That's yeah crazy. i didn't realize it actually still happened like i feel like that was the yeah i mean again i and i don't know if this was like if, if at that point it didn't happen but it had happened in recent history yeah, like yeah, i yeah. knew people that had done it yeah Ours was just like you had to shotgun too many beers. Like it was, it was such a lovely, lovely thing. Oh, I, I just remembered there is, um, there was a, a hazing ritual in my boyfriend's frat that I, I love. I'm trying to think if I'm remem- remembering it right. But so there, everyone has to get in their underwear, and then you, they, they kind of walk in a single file line back and forth like this, and just have to go quack, 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 and they get pelted with eggs. And when an egg hits them, they have to go ding and reverse directions. <laughs> <laughs> Oh now, my like, to God. me, that sounds really funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's playful. That doesn't sound that bad. <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah, I'm trying to think, like... It's also about the tone. Words? Like, the tone yeah. of whoever's leading the hazing, if they were, like, had a warm tone to them, I would be totally okay quacking like a duck and getting pelted with eggs. Yeah. If it was, like, you know, fuck you, get on your knees, frosh, I would be like, no. Yeah. Like, I couldn't handle the... It's all about how that's delivered for me. Yeah, I had a, a my one of my really good friends from high school. He dropped out of the rush process at University of Texas, which is way more intense because I think it was like it was like K.A. or something, which is a really intense frat. And I think they had to just punch each other in the face as hard as they could. And I was just Ugh. like, what the fuck? You know, like like there was a lot of the UVA stuff. Some of it was really disgusting. Like there was some broken glass stuff. There was one frat that um, 
Oh my God, speed. It was like the really druggy one. Um, I think it was like you had to do a bunch of coke and then get in a coffin and then they would put the coffin under the, under the, in the basement. They'd have a party over you. Oh, that's crazy. No. Oh my <laughs> like, God. That's crazy. And your heart just would be like, <laughs> you know, that is terrifying. I know. But some of the UVA stuff was crazy, but uh, some of it, it wasn't, it wasn't as like in the deep, deep South. It's just, I mean, it's, it's like snuff film territory. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, UVA was weird. Are you from Virginia, Sam? Uh, I lived in Virginia like my last two years of high school. Gotcha. But it was like, uh, even just like the the war between the like GDIs, like the independents. Oh <laughs> I do think they still say, I, I don't think they said that. I, I talked to someone that was in law school at UVA recently that just graduated and was like, Foxfield isn't cool anymore, which is also great news. Like there was, everyone would get dressed up and go to the horse races and like wear hats. The South is insane. It's so crazy. Also, we I mean, would go crazy. to, when I, when I started school there and humiliatingly, this was one of the things I was attracted to, like very straight culture. Like you would go to football games. It was, the, the thing was called guys in ties, girls in pearls. Oh my God. And then they would yell not gay during the, the fight song. Oh, yeah, like, they would yell crazy. <laughs> UVA was awful. Like, I mean, it was only I mean, because I had come place. from a place that was so much worse that, like, to me, UVA at the time seemed like liberal paradise. And then, you know, 30 seconds after I left, or no, long before that, I was like, you know, this place is insane. But, but people don't do that anymore. It felt like liberal paradise to me too when I got there. Yeah. Like I was very much like, okay, like, like it's like, well, of course they're gonna say not gay, like, but there's still there's <laughs> like love around, in their heart, you know? like, yeah. It's, it's like they're good guys, like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, it's bad to be gay. They're gonna say not gay, but like they're gonna be nice. <laughs> were you were you out in college? I you know I describe it as one foot in, one foot out. Sure. I was like, um, like I came out to my friends like second year, but like I was always like weird about it like I it was like almost like half secretive or something sure. even though it wasn't like I wasn't like people would t could talk about it or whatever but I would like I, my example is like when I was in a Spanish class I would say novia not novio you know Interesting. <laughs> so it was uh kind of embarrassing to look back on it's mm -hmm. one of my big regrets is that I should have been more uh out about I don't know it. it wasn't the easiest I mean the, the extent to which stuff has changed in the last decade at, specifically there but you know obviously everywhere but specifically I mean it was still like I feel like it was still 2002 until 2015 until the until the Rolling Stone story came out and then suddenly <laughs> yeah. everyone was like we gotta overhaul all this shit you know yeah, but it really truly. was like very like you know just like I remember there was a guy in my like scholarship class who um wore a ribbon belt when he went jogging and I was just always like I fucking want to murder you you know like he just but it was just that it was really like 2002 vibes for me like very like Laguna Beach like <laughs> you know yeah it was very Laguna Beach it's also like flat iron hair and like you know <laughs> I'm remembering a story someone in my year and maybe this is boring someone in my year who was like frat hazing literally like kidnapped somebody oh to yeah like, there was like, kidnapping. as part of the hate like <laughs> found someone on the street and like snatched them up, put them in a van and drove off. Well, there was, um, I mean, there were, there were frats that got kicked off campus because of the fucked up hazing shit they did. Like there were, um, 
There was one frat that used to um, kidnap people, basically. I think we're probably thinking of the same one. And I think they would just be in their underwear. And it was during the middle of winter because Rush at UVA was in January. And they would drop them off on Route 29 and um, with nothing. Wait, kidnap the people that were like about to, that were being recruited to yeah, the frat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was, you know, okay. it was, I think they probably knew that this, had probably heard that this was coming, but they would pick them up in sure, their underwear, sure, sure. bring them, you know, 10 miles out no phone no anything they'd be like have fun getting back you know oh my god like it's i mean it is so it it is really funny like how how pathological how much profound harm like straight men have to cause to each other to get to the point where they can talk on the phone but that's the thing (laughs) but it but it really is it's like they have to do that it's almost like the ends justify the means because they're like well these are my, These are brothers, my brothers for now. life. <laughs> and what are we? What were we gonna do? Like get a drink and right. bond? I don't think so. Do you think so. they do that now? Get though? a cocktail. Think, like, like, aren't there like tender, tender bros, tender straight bros now? Yeah. Wait, I wonder. I actually, I'm not sure. say, yeah. This is like I was talking about this today. So I feel like the I feel like because of of a very well intentioned reaction against toxic masculinity, I now am like a little unaware about what men actually want. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, because it's, I was thinking about this today where I was like, who is the equivalent, even just in terms of like a, a random average Joe straight guy? What, what does he even find attractive? Oh, I feel like, I'm I, like can... I genuinely don't know. Because I'm like, even the like Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue has like Elon Musk's mom on the cover. <laughs> Did it really? Yes. Oh <laughs> and it was like, you know, it, it's so, which is great. I mean, I'm not, it, it's obviously like, it's everything is moving, but I'm but I'm just just like scientifically or like anthropologically, I'm like I I now fundamentally don't understand straight men. Even I understand them even less than I did in like 2002, or at least it was all out in the open. Yeah. I was like, oh, you like Bud Light and fetishizing twins, right? Right. Well, I'm, I think I still think there's probably sort of like a regression to the mean that you could conjure right now. Like it's probably like. You know, like what goes through a lot of sports media on their phone, has listened to Joe Rogan yeah. two times, like loves a sure, like kind sure, of Instagram sure. model looking girl. Sure, sure. You know, um, like still watches football on the weekends. Um Fair. kind of sports thing. Like is probably big, is yeah. into crypto, you know, that kind yeah, of thing. Like Reddit true. and well. crypto. But I so my brother, who is straight, I recently was asking him, I was in the Philippines. I, I recently spent more time with my brother than I basically have since I was 16 years old because we've never lived in the same place. And we were in the Philippines for almost two weeks because my grandma turned 100, which was an iconic occasion to make, you know, this incredibly long trek with my two-year-old. But I was asking, I was with a bunch of cousins that I haven't also haven't seen in a long time. So I was asking everyone, I was like also drunk, and I was asking everyone what their what their shame type is. Do you, are, do you guys know the, this concept? Wait, I, I don't know I've this. never heard of this. So it's like, the, you know, the genre of human that you're most consistently attracted to despite knowing that you should be ashamed of yourself. Oh, wow. Which is a which I think is a really interesting like it really tells you a lot about a person and the and everyone's answers yeah. are very interesting because it's either usually it's almost always someone that they don't respect or someone that doesn't respect them. Like it's um yeah. like those all of these issues are really intertwined. But I found out at that point like ugh, I don't want to blow it. I mean there's no way my brother or his ex-girlfriend listens to this podcast. Um <laughs> he was like <laughs> like he was like toxic latina that's really into her own booty. And I was like, you're describing your ex-girlfriend. And I was like, your, I was like, your shame type is like, um, you know, EDM festival, like bikini boots with the fur, you know, like, yeah. you know, <laughs> glitter here girl. And then oh, yeah, he yeah. showed me a picture of his ex-girlfriend, like, 
dressed exactly like that, you know, in like, exactly. in like spandex wow. with yeah. cutouts and like, you know, like leading him towards like the festival gates, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. you're this kind of straight guy, you know? Like I knew yeah. he liked girls that worked out, but I was like, you're like really into like hyper fit women in a way that I was like, this is like, I was like, this is a new, um, anyway, yeah. but it was, what, so what are your shame types? Oh God. George, you go first. We always Well, you know, Sam Sam really doesn't have a lot of shame when it comes to sex. Well, I I have less, but I feel like it's been a learning process. Well, not necessarily sex, like just attraction, like a desire to get them to like you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Mine is always like a little bit older and like meatier. Like uh-huh. I like like a like a coach. I'm always looking for coach. But or and like, do you feel would you say that's the most shameful of the sort of consistent attractions? I think it's like kind of maybe even the more shameful version of that is just like like plain like that's like porny like a coach is porny but like when it's just like I like a plain like honestly okay here's it like a frat guy 10 years after yeah 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 a frat yeah like that is so hot to me and they're just like wearing a button down and I'm like god damn it right right right. they're only physical activities playing golf once every two months kind of yeah 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 Yeah. and it really that's so funny that's a good one that's a really good one their chin is gone (laughs) it's amazing I feel like mine is maybe like okay it's it's funny that you said like it's either what you don't respect or someone doesn't respect you I feel like for me it's Someone I don't respect and, and specifically respect kind of like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's specifically kind of like a really like trend chasing fashion gay. Love it. Like, Love like that it. kind That's of such thing. A good or one. something where I'm like, I don't, I fundamentally hate everything you stand for, but I so desperately like don't want you to look at, to like dismiss yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Wow. That's really good. Like one of my, yeah. One of my, one of my friends is second funniest guy on the boat. Mm, I love and, that. Wow. You know? Wow. wow. <laughs> yeah. That's rough. But I see it. And I can, yeah, I can get into that. Um, like another one of my friends is like old, sad punk. Another one of my friends is potato men, like just men that look like potatoes. Another one's is yeah, friendly 100%. security guard. <laughs> oh, yeah. sure. Um, mine is What's like, yours? Mine yeah. is a uh, LA music industry cokehead that's like 45. Wow. Like, I, wow. Oh my God, yes. My boyfriend's is lesbians yeah. who hate him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh, another one of mine is bartender. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bartender comes up often. Like, like, a, yeah, yeah, like angry, sort of like that, that fucking couldn't care if you lived or died. Like, a hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Love that. You know, I, to bring it back to frats, I actually, so we were talking about how part of the excitement of, you know, being gay in a fraternity environment is the illicit nature mm-hmm. of it. So I, at some point, was told there was a frat when I was in college that was actually very inclusive and was known for being like 50% gay. Yeah. And I like wanted to check it out and whatever. And I remember being like, wait, this, why would I do that? Like at that point, like this takes any of the fun out of it. And I might as well just live in a mixed gender house with like all my girlfriends and all my guy friends. Like what, like, which is kind of sad to be like, wait, so everyone here is gay, feels safe and is happy. And I'm like, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) There's something to that. No, I totally get that. Like I, I, that was one of the reasons that, I have always had a pretty, I mean, like maybe I'm a little closer to girls on the aggregate over the sum total of my life, but I've always had a really sort of mixed gender 
like close friend group. And I, I lived with guys throughout college, like guys who are my friends. And I was like, I don't want to fucking live in a room with 35 women. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and it wasn't from, I don't think it is built in misogyny. Although there was probably some built in misogyny about why I looked down on girls who were more, um, who were more, who were less ashamed than I was about craving hot totally. straight male attention like I was like I'm gonna do it but I'm gonna like pretend I'm here for something else or whatever you know <laughs> yeah and, you're and doing it ironically the, the yeah. structure <laughs> yeah like I was like I'm doing it ironically but there was something about the structure of it was like you know like tonight is our date function with like this affront you know and I was just like it's so humiliating to do this yeah. but I I went to UVA because I wanted to date hot guys and <laughs> but there was something about the blatant the blatantness of it but there but I was like the whole point of college, you know, to me coming out of this like really repressive religious environment um, in, in throughout my the entire rest of my life was like you can finally live the way that I feel like humans are intended to, which is in like kind of diverse housing environments, you know, the point, the part of it where it's like I'm going to live with people that are all exactly like me like in this extremely narrow way felt really opposite to what the whole point of like the fun is like living with people and, and the kind of mess of mm -hmm. the, the messier nature of living with people that are different sexualities and different genders. Totally. Like it seemed like that was like, that's what yeah. I wanted out of college and then to be dating a cute straight guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I was living with men and women, I was like, huh, this isn't your parents' college. Like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, I guess I'm crazy. <laughs> like my roommate is a guy. <laughs> yeah, I had women roommates for all of except for like freshman year when I was placed with someone. But yeah. And I have to say, very powerful. I mean, to have like gay guy, straight girl roommate dynamic. Oh, the most is powerful. One of the most powerful that you can yeah. ever have. <laughs> I do you know what I was thinking, Sam, like now, I mean, when we go to like a gay vacation destination, it's like all these years later, we're recreating. We're literally in a house of men on Fire Island. It's a frat. It's a recreating frat. Recreating the frat experience, but doing, but being intentionally. Yeah. Gay. It's like we're literally like wearing jock straps and like working out and like, <laughs> like doing drugs. Humiliating. It's and then it's like it's truly. Yeah, it's you're in a frat. And honestly, and I'll say it, hazing each other. <laughs> literally hazing each other. We're making each other walk on broken glass and. Yeah. Pelting each other with eggs. No, our hazing yeah, is like aggressively making tacos. <laughs> yeah, it's cleaning the kitchen. It's our hazing. Um, wow. All right. I mean, should we do our final segment? I think so. Gia, any final thoughts on Greek life, sororities, fraternities? No, I'm trying to think of the straightest and the gayest thing that I experienced. Um, but <laughs> it's but as we as we maybe discussed, I don't remember. It was before you know we started rolling but sure. I think it all is like it, it really is like the straightest and the gayest. Like there's nothing straighter and there's nothing gayer than a frat. Like, I, yeah. I think we've I it's, think we've no, concluded that for science. Yeah, yeah. And I just want to say for the record, I hooked up with one closeted frat guy. Fun. Which which one was he? And you can bleep it, but I want to know. Oh God. <laughs> okay, we can bleep it. I think okay. his name was. Dave. Uh huh. Dave, uh, I don't remember his last name. Was he in that like the good guy frat? The was he in Fight Alt? Yeah, I think he was. I knew like, it. Sweet guy friend. <laughs> Do you know him? Did you know no, him? No, but I just, I'm like reading your type. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. It was like very much, I found him literally on the internet. Was he like a you guide? Like, was he like a really involved person? He, oh, he was a you guide. I knew it. I, I know you, Sam. <laughs> this may be the first time we're actually talking, but I fucking know you. <laughs> well, I love that. I mean, that's wow. crazy. I feel so seen. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, huge. Well, I think now we should do our final segment. Oh, here, here's my thing. I, I think last thing I'll say, I think more girls in sororities should fuck. Yeah. I think, be, yeah. Like, I think there's a lot of like performative making out maybe. But I really wish, like, I wonder now, now that, like, a lot of, you know, like, in the last four years. I do years, think now they are. Yeah, like, I, I, I yeah. think they must be. And I'm excited for them and sad that I did not expand my sexuality in that. And maybe I would have gotten into the whole thing more, you know? Yeah. Well, it's not too late. It's not too late. It's Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go back to college. <laughs> join another sorority. Well, the thing I was thinking, the thing that I love about New York, honestly, like, is that it's never too late for anything. Like, I was like, this is why I can never leave. Because it's literally never too yeah. late for literally anything. Any weird life, de- not to say that hooking up with, like, any unexpected life decision that you could ever make in your life. Like, you could do it when you're seven. You hear people like, tight. Yeah. Yeah. You can really, and again, this is not about sexuality, but you can really relive your adolescence whenever you 100%. want. As long as you're kind of well-dressed no one will really bat an eye I mean, like this is why i was like oh like i have to if i have a child like i have to stay in new york because this is where i can like i don't have to like get serious you know like nobody yeah. Yeah. nobody gets yeah. serious in here yeah you're like i have a child but it doesn't define yeah. me yeah. <laughs> i'm not crazy yeah um well okay we have to do it because we i have to get in an uber to the damn bell house <laughs> This is going to be insane. I cannot believe we're about to be on a stage. All right. Is it y'all? Is it like your show? You're like the. It's not not our our show, show. which almost makes it more, not more stressful, but, you know, we're not in control of it. But we're like both guests on on someone else's show. And we like don't really know. I don't even really know the format. Like I haven't done this show in a while. So I'm like a little nervous. I might just like have a little tequila shot and like. You absolutely should. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to need that. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Okay, so our final segment is called Shoutouts. In, in homage to the grand straight tradition, we give a radio shout-out. Uh, imagine it's 2001 and you're in TRL shouting out to your squad back home, but about anything that you enjoy. George, do you by chance I have, one. have one? Okay, I have perfect. one, yeah. Um, how's it going, nighttime listeners? <laughs> Everyone is putting on their skincare routines and getting ready for bed while we get ready for our show. I want to give a quick shout out to getting a virgin Bloody Mary at brunch. That's right. Sometimes you want the taste of a Bloody Mary and you don't want the alcohol. And on top of that, sometimes you're actually hung over as you are at brunch. And it is delicious. It is good for digestion, I heard. And it gives you something to drink that isn't orange juice or coffee. And also, everyone will think you're a, it's a huge sleigh to order something that other people haven't considered. And you will notice, and I promise you this, that if you do this, everyone else in the table will be like, well, you know what? Make that two. Make that three. Make that four. And then suddenly, everyone will be having a Virgin Bloody Mary. It'll be the best morning of your life. Cheers. Woo! Wow, George, I love when you like have like little tips for like how to have power at the brunch table. That's really nice. Like, yeah. That's really nice. <laughs> I mean, I understand that Sam, obviously you were, uh, you know, almost spitting at me. That's how uh, disapproving you were. However, I would say that, you know, it, yes, sometimes you want to drink at brunch, but sometimes you don't. No, I, I actually I never want to drink at brunch. TBA. I never yeah. want to drink at brunch yeah. ever. Never. I think this is genius. I think it's really like a brunch is the perfect place for a mocktail of any sort. I literally, I literally have not wanted to drink before noon since I was, I don't know ever. Like I just no, can't do it. No, brings me no joy. Yeah, no, it's pie fi behavior. Yeah, yeah. It's like what is this like midweek two thousand five? Like yikes! That was a long time ago. That's terrifying. <laughs> wow. Um, okay, I'll go. 
What's up, everybody around the globe? I just want to give a huge shout out to Apple-based desserts. I have been um, getting into desserts recently. I've been deciding to stop being so stoic and stop being so against things that are pleasurable and just for fun. And so I am eating desserts sometimes. And I think one, fruit-based desserts are the best. It's weird to me that we don't explore more of them. I'm watching the Great British Bake Off. I'm normal now. And there are so many fruit-based desserts. And I'm like, that's not in my stores. That's never been mentioned to me. And I don't want chocolate. I don't want vanilla. Give me orange. Give me lime. And so I want to say apple-based desserts, they're American, they're here, we have them in our stores, and they are delicious, and they are fall, they're autumnal, and it's autumn, baby, and I love them, XOXO, Sam. Woo, woo! Okay. I wow. love fruit-based wow. desserts. I love that. Can I, yeah. okay, have you ever made a blood orange olive oil cake? Yes, no. I know exactly yeah. the recipe you're talking about. I love about. that. I love that one. That's a really good like wintry one. I feel. And then there's yeah. also a Smitten Kitchen recipe for like a a yo an apple cake that has like the the fat is like Greek yogurt, and it's like super super yep. moist. You can have it for breakfast. You can have it for late night. Like it's a really you can have it like two p.m. with a little coffee. Like I love love and a fruit a fruit yeah. dessert. Yogurt based and olive oil based the best. desserts are big. <laughs> Easily yeah. my favorite genre of desserts. Yeah. So, so I need to I need really need to expand my palate. I'm 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 listening and I'm learning. <laughs> I'm gonna send you I think that the blood orange one maybe is food fifty two. There's another one, this is not fruit, but there's a zu olive oil zucchini mm -hmm. bread that's they stay moist for, for so long, you know? Yeah. It's just <laughs> really it's really nice. Also I feel like an underrated thing is like I made like a pear mascarpone kind of like tart yes. sitch and like for yeah. my last friend friends giving type thing and it was it was a hit just saying it was a hit wow well there you, you have it i'm nervous um, to Gia, do this. would you like ready, to do though. a shout out yeah go for it <laughs> um what up ladies shout out to all my <laughs> pie fi girls um you know what are the colors burgundy and blue angels <laughs> Um, just want to say a huge shout out to Maddie Healy from the 1975 because his show at MSG on Monday was so crazy. Luce, you were there and it was like in between the, like they played the first album and then he did like what he called like Black Pill Musical Theater in between and the first half I hated it because I was like this is giving Pratt student sophomore year final project but then he started eating a raw steak and then I was like it's giving Pratt's student second year final project in a good way yeah. <laughs> and then i was so horny and the rest of the show was amazing shout out maddie healy wow. Woo. Woo. wow an incredible shout out wow. um and honestly i do think he fits into your shame type oh, yeah 100%. for sure yeah um oh my god he's just ripping wow. cigarettes on stage i was like it's so cool uh. <laughs> like i was like damn it's cool <laughs> Oh, wow. When someone just is cool, you have to respect it. Yeah. Gia, how do you feel about Alex Turner from... Um... Arctic Monkeys? Yeah, of course I think he's hot. You know, I mean, yeah. like, anyone that's that is good me. at playing music is wild. I mean, yeah. he, I think, is hot just objectively. But, like, I think that anyone, like, anyone, literally anyone, if they are playing music <laughs> on stage and they are doing yeah. it well, no, they're the true. most attractive person in the world. You know what I mean? I agree. Yeah. Wow. I, I agree. love that. Yeah. 
Gia, thank you so much for doing this podcast. We really appreciate it's been it. An absolute honor and a blast. It been, has been so uh, fun you know, to talk to you guys. We were so stressed out, and we were really looking forward to this in particular. No, I bet you're so stressed. We're like, oh god, I hope this is like fine. We have so much no, stuff to do. Uh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> we were we were hanging out with people last night after the show, going, "Guess who's on tomorrow? You won't believe who's on tomorrow." <laughs> Wait, it's true. We were. It's true. It's true. Um, um, I hope you guys rip at the Bell House. Have that tequila shot. Good, good luck with we the will. flight. <laughs> Trust me. Get a Virgin Bloody Mary on Thank the flight. You. Everyone will be like, slay, yeah. me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> make it too. The flight attendants are just like exhausted by the end. They're not oh waiting. Um, wow. Well, I guess this is right. the end. Bye, guys. Bye, Gia. Bye. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.